everyone. I'm Victoria Shepherd, and this is the Happy Henry's Woof You podcast, where we get to find out a little bit about the people around us who work, play, or know something about dogs. From the benign to the bizarre, I want to talk to anyone about anything dog-related and share stories or useful information that will not just inform, but also entertain and possibly inspire you. As most of my clients know, my original goal with Happy Henry's was to create a safe space for all dogs, where they and their owners could reap the rewards of being clean. As I have a very pessimistic dog myself, I like to call him complex, I know how difficult it can be when dogs have struggles being in certain environments. In this episode, the inaugural episode of the Woof You podcast, I'm sitting down with two lovely ladies that I've met while learning more about dogs and their behaviours over the last couple of years. Julia Hawkins of All to Play For Dog Training says it should be fun and effective. Previously, Julia has worked in the health service as well as been a teacher and educator. She is now a full-time games-based dog trainer based in Stoke-on-Trent and serves clients not just in the surrounding area but also online. Annette Pemberton from Calm Under the Collar lives in the Peak District and is also a games-based trainer. She is one of the founding trustees of the Greyhound and Lurcher Rescue Greyhound Gap. You might be familiar. You might be familiar with it. And has been a long-term fosterer with them. Currently, Annette has four dogs living with her, three she owns, and one that just won't leave. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Hello. How are you, Julia? How are you, Annette? Very well, thank you. Hi. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be fun, ladies. So this is going to be very low-key. And anyone who's listening, this is the first time we're doing this. So let's just give us some love. Julia, tell me, you and I and Annette met um, via Absolute Dogs, um, which is an online, predominantly online, games-based training platform. What I'd love to know is how, what are you, you're working full-time now as um, a dog trainer. Tell me a little bit about what you were doing before, what you're doing now, and why how it's changed you well that's a huge question okay so until christmas 2022 i was a maths teacher at secondary school um but for the about just over a year before that i'd been running my dog training business alongside it so i was sort of building up the two together and i i kind of started down that road because of my my own complex dogs um <laughs> who like you say uh, Vic brought me down the the absolute dogs route and kind of got me hooked and I've done a whole 80 billion bits of uh, training and learning since then um to start off my own business so that's kind of how it started um and and as I say since then I've been working full time as a dog trainer how have things changed for me oh my gosh well everything's changed so the first big big thing that changed is when you're a teacher you live your life by bells it's the same as when you're a kid I suppose when you're at school isn't it like everything that you're told to do someone comes and tells you to do it by ringing a massive bell in your face saying now you have to teach 
year nine, blah, blah. And now I'm actually responsible for my own time, which is hilarious. So that's kind of the biggest, the biggest change really is that, you know, sometimes I start um, with my first client at eight o'clock and sometimes I don't finish my last client until nine o'clock in the evening. So it's that, 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 that's massive change. And the other thing is that every single day I am doing stuff that's brilliant. I mean, seriously, what a cool job we've got. I mean, we get to like hang out with dogs and their owners all the time. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. Um, although sometimes don't you think it's difficult trying, as you say, you've been controlled by a bell and, and it was very structured. So now you actually have to make decisions as to where and when you are going to be. And I don't know about you, but for me, going when I first went self-employed, you kind of sit there wondering, what do I need to be doing or how do I structure my day? So I think that you learn a lot more skills along the way, right, as you're... Oh, yeah. As you're, as totally. you're designing your own day. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I do everything. Like everything is on my online calendar. It has to be there or else it ain't happening. And it's um, colour-coded, so I, I noticed. It is colour-coded. It's a beautiful thing. So, so, yeah, I've got all my clients in there. I've got when I'm planning my sessions with them, it's that's all mapped out. And then, you know, bits like, you know, the boring marketing and financy and admin bits. It's all in there. Okay. Well, I want to bring in Annette from Calm Under the Collar into the mix. Um, she, too has had a bit of a a change in her life over the last goodness knows how many years. But Annette, tell me, how did you come across games-based training and what are you doing now? I came across games-based training on the internet probably. I'm just trying to work it out how long ago it was. It was, I think, 2016, 2017, which wasn't really that long after Absolute Dog started. They'd only been going for a year or two. So, and now I'm I'm generally doing just, I don't do classes, but I do just one-to-ones and I go to people's homes and help them out with the struggles of their dogs and show them how to play the games to help them. Okay, now that's a good segue. Play the games. So, I've been asked, or I get the a lot of comments about what on earth is games-based training? In a couple of sentences from both of you, what do you think, if you if someone said to you, man on the street, let's call it Vic, what is this games-based training, Larky? Okay, so for me, games-based training is all about making, working with and training with your dog loads of fun, not just for you, but for the dog as well. It's about putting your dog training into really short two, three minute games that you can play as and when it helps you to build this brilliant relationship with your dog as well as training them so that they become the amazing companion that you always wanted and you always dreamt of. Anything to add to that Annette? I completely agree. Um, It's got to be fun. It gives you a brilliant relationship. Um, It teaches your dog to make make the right decisions as opposed to you having to always tell your dog what to do to sit to stay 
you don't have to do that so much with games with training. You're training your dog to make the right decisions. Yeah, but you know what? I want to go for a walk and I want to have my dog dog walking at heel. So surely what? how can games help that? Okay, so what you're really looking for is a dog that wants and chooses to be close to you. So you need a dog that values proximity to you. So you'd be looking at some games that would grow that proximity. But you'd also be thinking about, well, what's happening in the environment? So the games are going to help the dog to choose you over the environment um, and disengage from the stuff that's going on around them. Should we test Annette? (laughs) My dog barks when it wakes up, when it goes outside, when it comes in, when it sees a fly, when it walks down the street, it just barks and barks. What would your response be to that? Your dog sounds like he is um, very highly aroused. Um, And as we say in games-based training, he has a bucket and that bucket is definitely overflowing. So tell me about, you talk about the bucket. Tell me about the bucket. What's this bucket? If you think of a bucket and everything that happens during the day is like water going in the bucket. So every time your dog barks, he's going more and more water's going in the bucket. Every time something happens that he causes, that the dog reacts to, it could be good stuff or it could be bad stuff. It's exciting stuff. It's more water going in the bucket. And in the end, as you know, if you overfill a bucket, the water starts pouring over the, over the top. And at that point, your dog probably is so excited, so highly aroused, that he has lost his brain and can't actually, can't even respond to you if you give him a command. So you need to make things much quieter around the dog, keep really exciting things to a minimum to allow the dog to settle and to calm and the bucket to gradually empty. So sounds like uh, what you're saying, calmness is um, a key factor when it comes as part of this games-based concept training. So, okay, because I think some people do refer to games-based training as concept training as well. What are some of the concepts that make up a dog's brain or lack of? Um, If you've got a dog that um, runs over to other dogs in the park, if you haven't got him on lead, and what doesn't come back to you, he can't disengage. So disengagement, that's a concept. Okay. As I said, calmness is another concept. Yep. Julia, got another one? Oh, yes. Focus, that's a concept. Um, we could have arousal up, arousal down. So that ability for them to be able to, when they get, you know, that bucket overflows, can they bring themselves back down again? Like, which is really hard for a lot of dogs, isn't it? Um, oh, there are so many. That grit, yeah. being able to like keep working at something without giving up at it. Optimism, huge one, huge one, isn't it? Optimism. Oh, she's on a roll, That's the one that you struggled on. I know. Okay. because I no. love this stuff. I'm such a geek. And <laughs> confidence. Yes, optimism and confidence. Mm-hmm. Here's a good one for you. Tolerance of frustration. Oh, yes, that's another now, one. Julia, can you give us an example when you say to someone, oh, 
your dog is lacking tolerance of frustration. What does that mean? What's a really common um, way that we see tolerance of frustration is dogs on lead. I mean, for a dog that's on a lead, that is inherently a frustrating thing to be happening to that dog. So the example that you gave before of getting that really nice lead walking, one of the concepts you're going to have to work on is getting them to realise that, yes, there are other things that are going on around them that they kind of want to get involved in, but they can't just at the moment and that's okay. Okay. Let me ask you this then. Why should anyone care about this way of training? Why not? What's the difference between why shouldn't we just do it the traditional way, the more traditional? What's the difference? The difference is that you wouldn't have to be micromanaging your dog, telling your dog what you want him to do all the time. With games-based training, you're actually training the retraining the brain, and the dog chooses to stay with you in 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 your proximity, if you like. So, what would be your advice if people wanted to find out more about games-based training, concept training? Um, are there some free resources, or perhaps you can direct people to your own? sites if they wanted to reach out and if they were in the Peak District or in Stoke-on-Trent or Staffordshire or anywhere in the world. Annette, what would your recommendation be? Okay, my area is basically is really the Staffordshire Moorlands rather than the whole Peak District, but I'm happy to talk to people from the Peak District. Um, you could either you can go to my um, website www.com under the collar.co.uk. You can go to my Facebook group, uh, Facebook page, Calm Under the Collar. And if you want to see other videos, the Absolute Dog Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast and YouTube channel. Fab. Julia, anything to add to that or where can people find you if they are seeking help with struggles? Definitely second what Annette said about the um, Absolute Dog Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast and YouTube channel. But also you can pop on to my website, which is www.autoplay4.co.uk. There's loads of stuff on there and there's things on calmness and that kind of thing that are free that you can download. You're very welcome to do that. Or do feel free to come onto Facebook and follow me at Autoplay4 Dog Training. Oh, and Instagram as well. I'm there too. So there is so much information and obviously we're trying to keep this so as condensed as possible and not drive anyone crazy with our long podcast. But that's about it for today. We've all we've got time for. I want to squeeze this in. Thank you, everyone, for listening, for joining me for the first episode of Happy Henry's Woof You podcast. Woof You is hosted and produced by me, Victoria Shepherd. Find the Woof You podcast on Happy Henry's website, happy-henrys.co.uk, where you can stream and download episodes as many times as you like. And it will imminently, imminently be available through Apple Podcasts and Spotify when I can figure out how to do it. Um, Please do subscribe, review and rate until your fingers and paws fall off. 
The only way I'm going to improve what I do for you is to get your feedback. I want you to enjoy listening and it would actually be fun to find out that it's not just my 84-year-old father tuning in. If you have any questions or suggestions for future topics of discussions or people I can meet from anywhere, reach out to me through the website or our Facebook or Instagram pages at Happy Henry's Dogwash. Thanks again, and I'll be back in a few weeks with another amazing person to speak to. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, uh-huh.